Hello, hello. You are listening to Why the World Needs You podcast, hosted by me, Benjamin Fritz. This podcast has been created to empower you to become the person you've always wanted to be. The journey is difficult and the challenges are many, but the rewards of being true to yourself are immeasurable. The objective of this show is to give you a safe, supportive space to learn, gain inspiration, and witness the true power and freedom that comes with becoming the person that you are meant to be. Why the World Needs You is a community of purpose-driven individuals who are passionate, gifted, and have a zest for life. They deeply desire to share their unique voice and gifts in order to make the world a better place for themselves and future generations. They are pulled to a different way of living and a higher purpose, while remaining grounded in their desire to engage and contribute in practical ways. My goal is for you to walk away from each episode with confidence and conviction, sharing your authentic self with the world, as well as a deepening understanding of your potential to impact the world in a way that makes sense to you. I'm honored to have this privilege. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day and your journey. Hello, and welcome to the Why the World Needs You podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Fritz, and today I have Sierra Day here with me. Sierra is a mindfulness coach for people pleasers. Sierra, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you for creating the space for all of us. You are so welcome. I'm, I'm really interested to talk to you today because we just connected recently, immediately just kind of hit it off. And I, I just feel like we have so many similarities in terms of our stories, our background, and the way in which we've had to do our own work, but also then want to share with others and help them and and guide them through doing their work. So I'm excited to hear your story today and dig into a little bit of what it is that makes you tick. Yay. I'm excited for you to like dig into my soul and talk a little bit more about my truth and um, my story. Awesome. Well, speaking of, let's just start with that. Let's just kind of however you feel is natural to you. Um, how did you get to where you are now? Uh, it's been a long journey. Um, I feel like everyone's story is really in-depth, and we all have a lot of experiences that bring us to who we are today, and mine proves that to be true. So I've been a nanny for seven years. I've worked with kids pretty much my whole life. It's always been like a, nat- a natural maternal instinct. And when I was going to school, I was, I went to college for like two weeks <laughs> before I dropped out. Um, and my life has always been kind of like that. I've always like jumped into something, tried it out, see if I liked it. And I wasn't planning on going to college at all um, until like the end of my senior year of high school. Um, I found like a college that I really, really loved and I really wanted to go. It was a really radical, liberal uh, college. And it was like right up my alley at that time. And I finally figured out what I thought I wanted to do with the rest of my life, which was to become a social worker and to help kids get out of bad situations. Um, because that had always been something that I was drawn to was helping people who didn't have the capabilities or the, the knowledge to be able to get out of situations. Um, so I pursued that for two weeks <laughs> and then I had to leave for financial reason, reasons. And it also just wasn't, um, clicking college didn't feel right to me. Um, and for a long time I struggled with that because 
I thought that I had to go to school to be successful. I had to graduate and have a degree to be successful and to do my life's work. Um, so I, I battled with that for a long time. Um, so after college, it was kind of a, a roller coaster of, of life. Um, I went through the messy moments and I had to experience all of these different things from going through kids yoga classes, continuing nannying, um, trying to just figure out what exactly, what path I wanted to really go down. Um, because I've always felt like if I commit myself, I want to do it 100%. And I was scared of letting myself try new things. But that's eventually what had to happen because my soul and myself wasn't clicking with all of these other things. So I had to experiment and fuck things up and just really figure out what I was wanting. Um, so that's taken me to where I am now, which is working with people-pleasing women who are trying to discover their voice and really hack into their intuition and their worth um, because I felt like that was a big part of what was holding me back in the past and something that I really had to work on to be able to get to where I am now, which is overcoming all of these beliefs that were put on me from early on in childhood, unconsciously from caregivers, teachers, parents, siblings, to be able to get into who I really am and to get into the work that I really want to do with, with people. Uh, and I felt like everything that I've been doing has been leading up to this moment. So the seven years of nannying was so essential to my growth and it's all like interconnected because now I have this knowledge of how children react to their environment and how they grow into adults to become and hold all of these internalized fears and beliefs. So I can incorporate that into my coaching and my work with women to understand their inner child, understand their internalized beliefs and, and fears that are holding them back. Thank you for, for sharing all of that. It's yeah. so interesting just to kind of touch on what you finished with saying there that you feel like everything has kind of informed your life and you and brought you to the point where you're at and really think that's been a common thread with everybody that I I talk to. And I, and I'm sure that will continue to be the case, but it's just so interesting, right? Because it's like, if we could just go back and in those moments kind of like tell ourselves this is going to be okay. Like this is for a reason. It's going to lead you to where you need to be. It would just be a whole lot easier. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like for a long time. So I've always struggled with that because I was, I was always, it felt like I was always at a battle in a fight with myself because I knew better, you know, like I thought that I could have behaved different, could have done made different choices but I, now I know that I needed those experiences and that's led me to so much more peace now. And it's actually led me to this newfound realization of release because even though I'm going through my own struggles now, because life is an endless array of challenges, because that's what helps us grow. But now I can release into those challenges and those struggles and not see them as the end of my experience, but a new beginning 
and a new opportunity for growth, whether that be spiritually or intellectually or physically, all of these, these hardships are what takes us into like the new person or the truest or highest self. Mm, that's, that's a lot of goodness right there. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I myself have come to those same realizations through my own struggles and circumstances. And I want to talk a little bit more about this because I know we have one thing in common here that helped us both get to that point through difficult times in our life. Because what you're saying here is incredibly powerful. And I'm going to let you dig into it in just a second. But this is just so powerful for just the, the human condition and kind of the, the place where we've got to our, our, ourselves to of being so stressed, being so anxious, being depressed, all of these mental, emotional health issues, right? We, we've got ourselves in this place where it's just like this big shit storm of, <laughs> of all these things going on. But that's kind of the magic of it, right? Of what we're talking about here of being able to let go, being able to release, like you're saying, and yeah. just kind of surrender to the moment and just embracing what is as part of the process and yep. really feeling into that instead of always worrying about later, always worrying yeah. about the outcome, always worrying about the next step. Like, why don't we just worry about where we're at currently? Right. Exactly. And so the the one thing that I was mentioning that I know connects us is at difficult times in our life, we listened or so I listened to, you may have actually read the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. So I wanted mm -hmm. you to um, talk a little bit about your experience with that book. Oh man. Transformational. I actually, so the power of now was the second book that I read by him. The first one, which changed my life completely. And I still live by it. It's basically my Bible, <laughs> um, which is a new earth. And I think that for me, it opened the door to be able to come to that presence that I had never had before. Um, I grew up in like pretty dysfunctional family, like a lot of American kids. And it was always a battle of like living in your thoughts and not really having a foundational piece. And reading A New Earth, it opened up so many different things that I knew to be true, but had never been able to investigate before. And while I grew up with like religion in my household, there wasn't spirituality behind it. And I thought religion and spirituality were the same thing. I thought they were intertwined. But after reading this book, I came to realize that spirituality should be the core of religion, but it's not in all circumstances. So I had such a big bias against religion, against spirituality, because of how it's raised its beliefs in our society that held us back. And I felt like they could be very constricting and judgmental. So I was very against religion and very against spirituality. And then after reading A New Earth and getting more into Eckhart Tolle's speaking and his words and his wisdom, I was brought back to myself and it was so relieving to me that I could be happy without any change of circumstances. 
and my life wasn't perfect. If anything, it was the exact same way it was before, you know, there was still shit going on. I still had my problems and my difficulties, but it brought me to presence and it brought me to peace and it brought me to joy, which are like the foundations of how I feel like we should all be living. No matter the circumstances or our experiences or our troubles or our pain, that can still exist amongst all of that. So a new earth and power of now and honestly, just anything that Eckhart Tolle has to speak on is what I believe to be the foundation of living and of existing and of having real authentic conscious relationships. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just, as you're saying all these things, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm just like nodding my head. I'm like, yep, yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, similar things for me in terms of religion, spirituality. Um, I'm actually going to be recording a solo episode on this, uh, which will be, so this episode that we're, you know, our conversation here isn't going to be airing for a while. So by the time it's out and and people are listening to this, uh, my episode on my religious and spiritual experience will be up. And I'm really nervous to talk about it um, because it's something that I haven't been super open about with people or are really like open yeah. at all, but it's been a profound part of my experience. And so I'm yeah. really, I'm nervous, but I'm really excited to share. I'm because, really excited to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you'll enjoy it, but I, I kind of, yeah. as long as we're talking about it, I want to dig in a little bit on that yeah. because I think for a lot of people, I think things are changing, right? And, and in terms of yeah. religion and spirituality and the kind of the, the very like millennial way that we can see this now is when you need to fill this out on a form or something, like one of the options is, is spiritual, but not religious. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that that's a thing, but for those who are listening and like, wait a second, I don't really understand like religion and spirituality. Aren't they the same thing? What's the difference? Speak to what has been your experience with that in terms of like, what are the difference between those two words, concepts, or, you know, whatever you feel about that. Oh man, I love this conversation. So. (laughs) All right, let's um, go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in it. So religion and spirituality. To me, religion has diverged from spirituality. And I feel like in the beginning, all of these religions where they were founded in were founded from spirituality, were founded from this higher knowing, this intuition that we all internally have. But after some point um, in time, because we are human and we like to fuck things up, it eventually got to our human nature. So our human nature intertwined with spirituality and it made it more logical. And to me, spirituality can't really be explained too logically without sounding a little bit psycho. <laughs> so what I'm totally. talking about, yep. all this is, yep. yeah, we use like the word woo woo or, or crazy or whatever anyone wants to describe it as. But a lot of people um, have this idea that religion and spirituality are intertwined, but they aren't always. So because they were trying to explain it logically, they were trying to explain spirituality and religion logically it became this new these new concepts that hurt and harm and have judgment and ridicule and shame built into the structure of the religions and I'm not saying that all religions are 
are judgmental and everything else. But with a lot of the experiences of myself and a lot of people that I've spoken to who are spiritual or agnostic or atheist or even religious, agree that there are these structures that are in place now within religions that are dysfunctional and they don't practice what they preach that was supposed to be the core of their foundation of their religion. So for, like I said, a long time, I hated religion. I hated spirituality because I thought God and Jesus and all of these roles, these spiritual roles were contradicting themselves and they didn't love who we truly were because my experience, I knew I was queer from a very young age. So being amongst like a religion that didn't accept me didn't feel right. It didn't feel like I was actually living in a truth. And so now having all of this new experience and all of this newfound hacking into my intuition, I found that the love that was in the Bible, that was in the Quran, that was in Buddha's teachings and Gandhi's teachings, the love stems from ourselves. And the love that was in that foundation is still there, but it's just been muddled by human nature. Oh, that was a, that was a long little rant. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I loved it. <laughs> so good. No, like, yeah. And like I said, that, that very much reflects my experience to some mine up quickly, just to reflect it off of yours. It's like a lot of it felt very hypocritical to me yeah. in terms of, of organized religion. And that was something, like you said, for me, I was just like, that just doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel good. And that's not something I want to be a part of. And so that was quickly, you know, kind of like denounced religion. Same thing. Like you swing far in the opposite direction, right? <laughs> of yeah. like, this is bullshit. I, you know, I, I don't subscribe to this. This is terrible. And then in my life, I kind of got brought back to spirituality as a piece of other experiences and um, my wife who is very like what you would describe as woo woo. Um, <laughs> and she'll tell you, you no, know, I met her just under four years ago and even going into our relationship, very undeveloped spiritually, I'll call it that. And <laughs> just, I know it was hard for her early on because she had her, you know, her own beliefs and things like that. But, she kind of gave me the space to explore maybe there is somewhere in between, right? Maybe there is a gray area. Maybe it doesn't have to be black and white. You're either religious or you're not. And so just to kind of all bring it back to what you were saying before, because you said it so well was spirituality is kind of the foundation, right? And, and religion was like something that was built on top of that, that's kind of like the man-made structure of it. That's, yeah. that's re religion is a framework on top of spirituality to make sure that we have the foundation of the spirituality is just so, so important so that it's not just a tainted thing that we've created. It's not just another yeah. belief. It's not just another group to be a part of. It's not just another way to, you know, a stance. Um, so it's, uh, just a fascinating topic to me, but 
one that I really enjoyed talking about, like really wanted to talk to you about because it's been such a major part in our journeys. And for me, embracing spirituality, something that I never thought I would ever need again. I didn't need a higher power. I didn't need to trust in anything else because I was a good person and I was going to just live in the material plane where things made sense. Yeah. But when you open up to more than that, I truly believe now that it's the only way to be living a full life. Yeah, I agree. I um I feel like that's one of my beliefs that some people can want to battle with is that I believe that, like you said, in order to live a full and complete life, we have to live it consciously. And to live it consciously, you have to get in touch with your spiritual side. And a long time, I didn't want to call it spiritual. I was just like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm figuring myself out. I'm learning myself. I'm, I'm getting to know myself, which is true. That's essentially what I'm doing. But it goes deeper than what myself is, what my ego is. It goes so much deeper. And I've gotten to a point where I can't ignore that I'm super fucking woo-woo now. I'd like, <laughs> I'm embracing that woo-woo and, and letting it guide me. Because when I am living with this guide, I feel so much more more whole, more full, more happy. And it's, it doesn't feel like I'm doing something that I, I'm trying to do. It just feels like I'm leaning into a life that I was meant to live, that I've, I've already lived. And I'm just bringing more consciousness to other people, which is why I'm doing the mindfulness coaching with women, because especially people pleasers, people pleasing women, because they have lost touch with their own inner voice so much to the point where they are neglecting their own needs, their own desires, their own voice to please others, to please the people who, who they're not getting the attention, the love and the worth from. And I want to help refocus them back into that consciousness, that spirituality, that love and that worth so that they are expressing their true and entire self. Mm. It's so beautiful how you just interwove those things because they truly that's truly what it is right like we are a tapestry of all these different things and until we can weave all those things together and make all those parts into a whole we're going to be less than whole in some sense and in spirituality like we're talking about is a part of that. And so if there is, and this isn't to say, you know, I I respect everybody and their beliefs and how they want to go about what, you know, their way of living and how they see things. But at the end of the day, I think you have to believe in something to really, like you said, it's essentially like you're rooting into we're all pieces of a bigger picture. And I think that, and I'll speak from my, my past experience where I didn't see that. I didn't see that only now that I've stepped into that and, and opened up to that possibility and that deep knowing of I am a piece of a much bigger whole now. And this is exactly what you're talking about is now I can express myself fully. I feel like I can be myself. I feel like the parts of myself that I have come to know and love the most 
I can comfortably share those because I know that this is what I have to give back. I know that this is my role in, in the whole. And this is exactly what I'm hearing from you, at least in terms of like how you want to help women tap back into that and, and tap back into themselves, right? Like what you're talking about is we've built up layers on top of our, our essence is, is what I've been calling it recently because that just resonates with me and makes so much sense to me is like our essence is always there. The person that we truly are earlier, you called it our, our, like our higher self is always there, but we've just put so many layers on top of it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, I, I do a lot of research, so I am naturally a logical and analytical person which Me can too. make life very hard. Yeah, because <laughs> yep. we see things in black and white. Yep. And for a long time, I had no idea fucking gray existed. <laughs> I was uh, just like, it's yeah. either this or this. And man, it made things so hard for me because it, it was easy to think in black and white. It's easy to think in logical, scientific terms. So thinking about my life and spirituality and everything else, thinking about it logically just made so much more sense but now being able to let go of some of those those holds that I have on the logic I'm able to embrace the things that don't make sense and let myself question things that I wouldn't even put into question before so I like to do a lot of even now I'm still somewhat logical I'm still human I still have some of these personality traits but I love doing the psychological analyzation of our human nature because I was very stuck in my my own why like why am I the way that I am why do I self-sabotage why do I put myself in situations that fucking suck why do I always like seek problems and challenges that hurt me and so I would dig deeper and I would do the research and I would do all of this analyzation And it did give me a lot of information that was super, super helpful. And it, it helped me understand why I got to where I was then, but it didn't give me that deeper truth that I was still looking for. And it was still the question of why, but it was a question that couldn't be answered with the same logic. So it was, it was the higher self. It was the essence. That was what I was trying to get to. And it was living in the truth of accepting everything from my past, accepting all of the relationships, all of the problems, all of the challenges as a child, accepting all of that and bringing it into the present moment. Like we were talking about bringing everything back to the present moment because that is who we are here in this one moment if you're listening or where we are right now, this one moment is where everything exists. That's not to say that we don't have a future and we didn't have a past, but it's to say that everything that we want in the future is only possible in the choices that we make right now. And everything that happened in the past, it might have affected the way you are now, but that doesn't mean it's going to hold you back and keep you in that, in that person you used to be, which after finally discovering that why from spirituality and mindfulness, it was so relieving and so refreshing because I didn't feel stuck anymore. I didn't feel lost. I felt like I 
I knew where the hell I was going for like the first time in my life after all of this shit, all of these annoying problems that I went through. I finally understood that right here, who I am right now is worthy, is valued. And I have so much fucking potential because I am embracing that person right now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh. So before this call, I got, <laughs> I, I've been doing um, like intention settings. That was mm. my, my word of the year was intention. Okay. Oh, and amazing. Word. <laughs> I, yeah. So I've been getting more in touch with the, the, inner guide which is like the inner knowing the inner wisdom the inner truth and I asked them to lead me and lead me in this call because I have been overwhelmed this week with so much information that I don't know how to express I didn't know how to put it in my post I didn't know how to create content for my community or create value because I just have so much that I want to say and I don't know where to start um, which is why I'm like going down all of these different paths right now because it has, I feel like it's all connected into what we're basically talking about on this whole whole call is the one truth, the ultimate knowing and getting deeper within yourself. And that's what all of these different topics keep leading me back to. Uh, it's it's so thing I, said. <laughs> I was gonna say we're we're going down the woo woo hole here but so this is i love i love having this conversation though and i love that you brought up the fact that you naturally are logical analytical and black and white because that's me and yeah and so for so long it was like that's you know how i saw the world and that's what i created my world view to be but I had the same experience of once I kind of opened up to the possibility of there being more, it's like this massive expansion and yeah. you can, like you said, just fucking let go of so yeah. much of the shit that it's really hard to put into words, right? It's like, a, it's really yeah. hard to explain to somebody that hasn't experienced it because you just have to feel it. <laughs> you have yeah. to feel that. And, and I think we can both kind of speak to like, we know that it sounds a little bit crazy. We know because like we can look back at our, at our old selves and be like, Oh yeah. Like I definitely would have thought that was crazy or I definitely wouldn't have believed that or like would have like rolled my eyes at it. So it's such, it's such a difficult topic to talk about because we don't have a lot of language for it. And, and for me, because I, like I said, I'm like literally the same exact person as you in, in the sense of that, like I still, I, I still am logical, analytical, like that's how our brains work, right? Like that's not yeah. going away. But what I've found for myself is to really find this balance between, again, there's a gray area, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like to find this balance between understanding that not everything is ruled by logic. Not everything can be explained in human terms and things that we have language for. Once you open yourself up to that possibility, there, there's so much more that becomes possible, right? And so I think yeah. that's kind of what we're talking about is like we're in this space of, of not fully understanding. And that for me was the point 
before where it was like, if I can't understand this or if you can't explain this to me, then it's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's such a, like, it's such a limited way of looking at the world and such a, yeah, just, just a limited way of being. I feel that once you take away that need to understand that it's just so human, right? Like we, we have such a tight grasp on understanding and wanting to know and be right. It's like kind of our hubris of needing to be the ones who, who get everything. So I think like once you can kind of let go of that and, and truly look at things with, an open mind, that's when this, these types of things can really start to become possible and start to shift for you. So I kind of started rambling a little bit there. I don't know if you had anything else in terms no, of... No, yeah. So that all like kind of stems back to trust. And when we like trust that we don't have to fucking know everything, that's when things start unraveling. And Trusting is really hard, especially trusting the unknown, uh, trusting the unknown, because trusting the unknown means that we have to enter into the gray area. We have to accept that we are not going to understand everything. And that also goes back to a lot of trusting our journey and trusting our path and trusting our present moment and putting faith and I used to hate the word faith, but putting faith into our own experience and what the universe has planned for us. And I do like, I'm on this, I'm still trying to discover if I believe in fate or if we are are able to construct our own fate. I think that, I don't think that there's one destination that we are doomed to. I think that every time we become more conscious and we keep hacking into that trust, hacking into that intuition. We are guided to a higher fate, a better fate that we want for ourselves. So I think like there's different levels uh, to different faiths, depending on the level of consciousness you're allowing yourself to have and consciousness being aware of your thoughts, aware of your intuition, trusting yourself and hacking into the present moment instead of living constantly in anxiety and stress in the past and in the future. So trust has been a really, really big and hard concept for me to grasp because at a point in my life, I didn't trust myself. So how the hell was I supposed to trust the universe, this almighty being, if I couldn't trust myself? And Ironically, I am a part of the universe. So if I'm not trusting myself, if I'm not letting myself accept what is, accept what's not, and leaning into the intuition, I'm not going to be able to trust what the universe wants for me or what my fate wants for me or what my fate holds or whatever language you want to put it in. Um, So I think that trust is like the core value that you need or core belief that you have to have in order to get to all of this endless knowledge that we have no fucking words for so well said (laughs) you're you're so on point there with the trusting this is something that has really been coming up for me too even in my own journey with just my, my life um and and really 
to me, the act of like surrender and trust are two words to me that go hand in hand. Yeah. For a lot of people. And again, this is still something I work through is like surrender is a word that as humans, we hate. Like we just have such a bad relationship (laughs) with it because it sounds so weak. And they use it in like war. Like when you're surrendering, you're giving up. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly it is we see it as synonymous with giving up when that's not actually the case. We're, we're surrendering to something greater than ourselves. And this is why spirituality is an important aspect because without having something bigger than you to trust, you can't surrender. You have to try to control everything. So this is, I feel like we're kind of finally getting to the the root of everything we're talking about here (laughs) is like without spirituality, you don't have anything bigger than you to trust. You only have you. You are the one that determines your fate, your reality. And so if there's nothing else to help you or guide you, then you're kind of in this thing on your own. Yeah. And I think that's where life just feels really heavy is fucking lonely. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just like, it, it like, it's just so hard to do this thing, be a human without having something, something else. And so the trusting part is something that has been a huge thing for me. Um, you know, I, I see it with my wife too, even with her being woo woo, there's still, you know, certain <laughs> things for her where the trust piece is actually the hardest part. And yeah. again, kind of, as you mentioned for her, a lot of it is like, I didn't know how to trust other people. I had to rely yeah. on myself always. I couldn't trust other people to get shit done. I couldn't trust other people to support me. How could I possibly trust something that I can't even see or wrap my head around? And I also then kind of wanted to just throw out that this is something that is, has really come to the surface as a collective currently because of the whole coronavirus situation. We are all being thrown into a scenario of unknown. Yeah. And I like I've 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 known this since I've kind of gone through my own personal work and like you were saying like studied humans and psychology just really seeing how people react to things but especially this scenario we as humans are so fucking terrified of the unknown. We so want to control everything and once we realize that we don't actually have that much control, if any. <laughs> <laughs> we immediately panic. And so I think it's a really interesting time for humanity and the collective working with the unknown. A lot of people, you know, I see this with my clients, I see this with friends, with family. It's a very tumultuous time because we have such a a poor communication, poor communication, poor relationship with trust. Yeah. And we have a really deep relationship with fear. Yeah. Attached ourselves to all of these negative emotions. And this all intersects with psychology and spirituality because 
our brain is like hardwired to think shitty, to think like the worst case scenario. And for a lot of people right now, like that's the world fucking ending, which I really don't believe is the case. And this obviously is a very heavy time and it's very hard, uh, some more than others, but it's not the end of the world. And the way that I look at it is that it's a beginning to a new one. And ironically, like Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, <laughs> that's what I feel like we are stepping into right now. And all of these events, while they suck and they are tragic and they are terrible, they are, it's just like the challenges in our life, they are essential for growth. And that exists within community as much as it does with individuals. We need challenges and all of these hardships in order to grow from them, or else we're just going to stay in a state of like disdain and fear and, and regret and guilt and hurt when instead we can step into those emotions, release into those emotions, let go, and grow from this experience. Otherwise, it'll just repeat the process until we finally fucking figure it out. Because I really think that the universe does lead us to what we need to learn. And sometimes it takes a lot of fucking tries to do that, which sucks. But from my experience and my past, Sometimes I have to go through things five, six, seven times to learn the lesson because I wasn't in touch with that intuition. My gut was telling me like, hey, fucking stop doing this or hey, do something else, but I wasn't listening to it. So then I did it like one, two, three, four, five times and then I'll finally get the hint. But now that I've like been able to listen better to myself, to trust myself and trust the universe, it only takes one time, two times maybe if I'm being a little bit rebellious uh, to listen to that and to to guide myself and let myself go into the state of flow that I need to be in but with humans we are we're human and a lot of people argue that having emotions is what makes us human and I agree I think having emotions is fucking amazing you know like feeling love feeling joy happiness support growth all of these things are incredible and then we go into the, the negative aspect of emotions, which is fear, anxiety, hate, regret, guilt, all of these things. I don't think a lot of people say they like to have them, but they are important if we know and they are good for us if we know how to harness them. It's when we don't, when we're unconscious to our emotions and we let our emotions control us, that's when they start to get destructive. But when we are controlling the emotions, that's when we have so much fucking power. And that's not to say that we can control anxiety or fear or even hate. These things kind of come up on their own, like emotions come. But when we learn how to harness them and, and cope with them and deal with them, we're able to transform them instead of letting them react to our body. So like, for example, I had a lot of anxiety growing up. And for a long time, I identified with it, especially with social anxiety. And it made me a huge lone wolf in high school. I actually ended up graduating online because I had social anxiety, but I identified with it so much to the point where it became who I was. I wasn't like Sierra. I was Sierra with anxiety. And now I've gotten to the point, I still experience anxiety. I still have a heaviness on my chest sometimes. And sometimes it's super fucking random. And I'm like, what the hell? I thought I was past this. I thought I like learned all the skills and learned all the tools. I don't know why I'm feeling this way right now, but 
since I know how to feel it in my body, I can understand it and I can release into it. It doesn't control me anymore. I don't identify with it. So I'm not the anxiety anymore. I don't, I experience anxiety. I still feel the heaviness and the weight on my chest when I, when I feel those things, but I know how to, to release into it and let it exist while it's there and forgive it. That was a big thing of mine is forgiving the emotion mm, for being mm-hmm. there. It was just constantly a battle trying to like push it out of my body mm-hmm. and it just made it worse. But I would just release into it, close my eyes and feel it and feel how it felt in my body and then accepted it. And after a while, it'll go away. But if we're constantly fighting with that emotion, it's just going to be extended into our experience. So with everything that's going on right now, with the fear and the anger and the sadness and the grief, all of these feelings are going to exist. And that's something that I really am stressing with my community is that the pain is there. The pain exists. Like we don't have to pretend like this is a good, happy experience for people. Mm -hmm. But that also doesn't mean that we have to identify with these feelings and let them control our lives. We can feel this fear we can release into the fear and into this pain and let it transform us and we transform it so that we can go into a, not just a higher state of being with woo woo, but also just feel at peace um, Uh and accept the things that we can't change, which is the coronavirus and work towards the things that we can change, which is how we are reacting and responding to our own emotions and the emotions around us, whether that be family or the community or just, society as a whole. Yeah. And that's such, it's such a perfect metaphor going from super small scale from an individual to super large scale, the world, because what you just described with your emotions, it just goes back to that same theme of being able to, of control and surrender and two sides of the same coin, right? And instead of trying to control your emotions, that's where all the resistance comes in, right? That's where feeling shitty comes in. And like you said, identifying with them instead of surrendering to, okay, this is what's happening right now. This is what's true for me right now. And being with that and just, and just being and not trying to force any one thing, you know, we don't like to feel discomfort as humans. We don't like to feel bad. So those, the things that make us feel that way, we resist, we push them down, we push them away. We, we, we have coping mechanisms. We, we drink, we avoid whatever, you know, your, your vice is. But it's that inability to surf the wave, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And to try to like run at it and surf it in your own way. Like, like you just wouldn't do that as a surfer with a wave, (laughs) like that's not something you would try to do is, is force it. And so to me, that's the visual that comes up is just like ride the wave of your experience of what's happening. And I think we can then zoom out from there and be like, that's what's happening on a large scale. We're all experiencing that. We're all experiencing this vast array of emotions. Like you're saying, you're seeing it with your people. I'm seeing it with my people and just we're all experiencing it. And there's so much turmoil because of that. 
and really it comes back to kind of where you started this was our ability to be with it and to grow from it and to learn. And really it's like, can we, or at least the way I I see it is like, are we willing to step up to the plate and be courageous and strong enough to do the work to really shift in a way that in, in a growth sense, right? Like how do we grow from this instead of how do we just like shrink to it and let it defeat us? And I think that's kind of the space we're in of we're all, we're all feeling this thing and we're all just trying to, to be and understand how to be, but to kind of like put a bow on this, I want to come full circle to the concept of rebirth. Yeah. And because I feel like that's what's happening as a collective right now, but I also feel that we as pieces of that collective, we all have that same opportunity individually. And so I want, I'm curious to, to hear your thoughts on rebirth because truly that's what your, you know, you and I have both experienced that in a way, right? You know, people call it a spiritual awakening or, you know, whatever, but like, at least that's what it, that's how, what resonates with me, but truly it's rebirth. At the end of the day, we have this opportunity. Some part of us dies and that's okay, but it's sad and we have to sit with that. And then we can be kind of reborn, right? We have a fresh start. We have a new way of looking at things. So all that in mind, how do you do that with the people that you work with? What's like your, what's the thing that really excites you about the people that you work with in terms of kind of the the rebirth concept? Um, So I think like a lot of this boiled down to consciousness. And I thought that, you know, I read all of these books, I was listening to all these gurus, listening to all of these spiritual teachers and guides, and they talk about enlightenment and the spiritual awakening. And I thought it was just going to be a day where everything fucking clicked and everything made sense. And I was going to remember it for the rest of my life. But for me, and I'm not saying like I am fully enlightened. There are a lot of things that I still have to learn. And there's still a lot of my journey that I have to continue on. But for me, this spiritual awakening, the spiritual healing has been gradual shifts of consciousness. So it started out with my logical brain. And that's where a lot of my clients and my community and the people that I talk to are at, because people pleasers are sitting in these logical ideas that they've possessed from as children. And they believe that in order to get the love and attention that they want, they have to perform this, this, and this way. So they have to make sure that they are supporting the other people in a very specific way, which is like the logical, logical side and the logical brain. In order to shift out of that, it takes time. And that's a lot of, a lot that people underestimate is that this journey is not an overnight process, which I hated because I like quick results as do most people. And I wanted the like overnight success of being an enlightened person without any fucking cares in the world. 
I think a lot of people expect that from coaching too, no matter what type of, um, what specific niche you're in, whether that be business or personal relationships or personal growth, everyone wants overnight results. The shitty reality is that it is not overnight. Uh, but the beautiful side of that coin that I really love is that the process is more than half of the journey, you know, like the results aren't everything. The, the process of the journey is what is most beautiful. So you mentioned rebirth and I joke around all the time that I've lived like 18 different lives <laughs> because my life is constantly changing and I used to have like rainbow hair and colorful hair and I was like a huge feminist and then I was like a living nanny and I just had so many different experiences and I did have to like, um, I had a post on this on Instagram the other day, like I had to die a lot. A lot of myself had to die and be reborn into not a new person because I'm still the person that I was on the day of my birth, but this greater person, this, this more excelled and and wiser person and that's what I really love working with with people is that I get to be a part of that journey I get to see your growth and you I get to help lead you through that because I think support is so so important in this in this field of coaching and of being a guide and being a healer being a leader because while this is like for me it's very spiritual we are still humans and human nature is a part of that and we do need support and for me that came from the universe it came from therapy it came from coaches it came from friends and it is so essential to be able to take you to wherever you want to go to whatever faith you're being led to to listen to that intuition but the journey is so beautiful even if it's not fun always it's so full of experience and hardships and challenges that give you so much knowledge and epiphanies that you wouldn't have without that and I read something the other day that I was led to and this is also woo woo but I was trying to figure out a name I'm going to be doing like a five-day Facebook challenge and I was trying to figure out a name for it and I was writing down like all of these different words on the paper and like putting them together. And like, if you do a creative process, you know, it looks like a fucking mess on like a piece of notebook <laughs> yeah. paper. So I just didn't know what to name it. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be fucking weird right now. I'm going to close my eyes and point to three different words and see if like that plays out. And so the first one I pointed to was perception. And the second one I pointed to was soul. And this was all with my eyes closed. And then the third one I pointed to was your. So the phrasing that came from that was your soul perception. And I was like, what the fuck? This doesn't make sense for my challenge. And I don't even know what this is. I don't know what this means. So I looked it up and did research. And it's, it was basically these ideologies from a spiritual guru and the soul progression and like how the soul matures. So we have to go through these different levels of our, in our lifetime, and they are essential to be able to get to where we want to go. And 
after reading that, I realized like a lot of the people in my life are on different levels and I myself when I'm on like different level. And I can't give you specifics because I don't know. <laughs> I only read it for like a day. So I don't know too much to talk too deeply into it. But it gave me this realization that all of this knowledge that I've picked up over the years from these challenges and these experiences were for a reason. And everything that my clients are going through is for a reason. Everything that my friends and families are going through is for a reason. And being a coach, being a healer, being a leader, being able to be a part of that process is just fucking amazing. I so hear you as a, a fellow coach and and really truly it's interesting for me recently. I've started to because I don't like labels and identifying with any certain thing, and you kind of used a few different words, which I love, but like even for me, coach is starting to feel not super authentic because yeah. I don't know, like, like I truly feel like a guide. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. So sorry. I'm like drifting off my own thought bubble here, but no, yeah. like, like identifications are, um, I feel like they can be hard. Like I'm in the same, same belief system, I guess. Like I feel like it puts me in a box mm-hmm. and it can be hard to like get out of that. But I realize that you don't have to identify with the label. Like you can still have the labels, but you don't have to like make it your identity. Exactly. No, yeah, yeah, 100%. And just having the ability to, because to me, like I'm very visual. So to me, it just, it comes back to, and I've felt this a lot during this specific time is I just want to hold somebody's hand. I just want to hold their hand through this growth whatever growth process they're going through. Because like you said, we are all at different levels. We all are in a different place and we all are experiencing exactly what we need to be. And that was something that has been really powerful for me on my spiritual journey is understanding that where we are is exactly where we need to be. Yeah. And once you release into that, kind of like you were talking about early on, the pressure just goes away. And like you said, that's not to say we don't have human moments, but the just kind of that, that chronic, overwhelming, constant pressure of I have to get out of this place is gone because you know that you know, and you trust that where you're at is exactly where you need to be. I really appreciate that you brought up the fact that it's a process and even the spiritual awakening thing. Like for me, I had a very acute version of that because of health issues, but all it really did was crack me open yeah, and open my eyes to the work that I really needed to do. And it's been it's been an ongoing process since then. And I still feel like a fucking infant, right? Like, it's like, I'm a, I'm like just learning how to crawl. Yeah. But I think a lot of people would look at that as a frustrating thing as a, you know, we have such a shitty relationship with failure. <laughs> like we're just so averse to it. Yeah. And so there's, again, there's a stigma around it. There's this identity with failure, but it's like, 
I see it the opposite way now. I see it as like, man, if I feel this alive and this good currently, but I'm still a toddler, I'm still like, you know, crawling. Just imagine how good it's going to feel when I finally start to like walk a few steps. Yeah. It's funny that you use that terminology because the soul perception, actually the way that they use it. So there's like seven different levels and it's like the infant soul, baby soul, toddler soul, young soul, mature soul. And I don't remember all of them. That was like five. (laughs) I was close. Um, But they use those human terminologies as the like different levels. And what you're talking about is like, that's like how it starts. We start out super naive and unconscious. um, And then we go through these different transitions and all the transitions are uncomfortable. And it, it is what it is. Like letting go of your past self is really uncomfortable because we are so familiarized with that self, with that person. And it is comfortable. Like it's easy to be in that space, to be unconscious. And sometimes I, like I used to battle with myself. I'm like, man, I wish that I was still fucking ignorant because it makes life <laughs> a little bit easier <laughs> yep. being unconscious. Been, been there. Because now, yeah, now I have to like step into this, this power that I know that I have not to say that I don't want to, like, I am so grateful and happy to be conscious and aware of all of these things that I'm stepping into. But it just felt easier if I didn't feel like I I had this opportunity. And I was like, I would just be at a nine to five job and I'd be working and I'd have like a retirement plan. (laughs) (laughs) That would be it. I'd be happy and content. But now I'm like going through these transitions and I'm stepping into this place that is really fucking uncomfortable for me. And even like getting on new platforms, like doing podcasts and jumping onto other people's spaces, other people's communities is uncomfortable for me because I have to be true. I have to be authentic. I have to show up and show myself, which is scary because now people know me like they don't just see my face on Instagram they're hearing my voice they're hearing my thoughts my beliefs some of my traumas from my past and that's scary so going through the infant stage into the baby stage it's scary and new but it is so simultaneously exciting because there's so much opportunity and growth and I really believe that our potential is endless. Just like if you really think about the universe, it's fucking endless. We have that same infinite existence inside of us. And we get, if we really learn how to hack into that, if we go through all of these transitions and keep leveling up, then we keep getting deeper and deeper into that potential and we can achieve and do and be all of these things that we really want to fucking be. I absolutely love that. And I feel like it's the perfect way to kind of tie a bow on our conversation because that's truly been my realization. And I realized that years ago when I quit my, my nine to five job and started working in a, a personal training job, something that aligned much more closely with me And it was just that shift of kind of like you were saying, like you can't unsee it. (laughs) And just like the fact that I knew that I didn't have to do something for work that would make me feel miserable or not alive on a daily basis was 
a blessing and a curse, right? Because it was so exciting. Yeah. It offered so much possibility, but it also meant that I could never go back ever, yeah, ever yeah. to that situation where I could just be more comfortable and just stop worrying about things. So making that shift was huge. And then to just kind of my journey in the past couple of years has really just brought me back to exactly what you were saying is that we as humans, if we can really, if we can embrace this journey, the struggle, because it's a constant, like there's always going to be something growing. Growth is just uncomfortable. It is. And there's no way to get around that. But if you can embrace that and lean into it and trust in a higher guidance, you can embark on that path. And like you said, we are limitless. We are infinite. And I, I absolutely love how you brought that back to the universe of like, we, cause we're, again, we're just a part of that whole, right? Yeah. And so yeah. we are that, but we have to allow ourselves to believe that we have to allow ourselves to believe that we have that potential. We have to allow ourselves to believe that we can grow and then do it and then yeah, lean exactly. in, do the work, open up to it. And then that's at least for me, that's when it feels like, okay, I'm actually being born, right? Like yeah. on a very soul level. And this yeah. is, this is kind of the start of everything. So I I love that you said that because truly that's the, the theme of the podcast here is like, we are limitless and you know, I want, I love having people like you on to share your version of that and how you know that and how that's like so deep, just like a deep truth for you. I really want people listening to feel that. I I want them to feel that so deeply because I want them to know that they, they have that potential, right? Like they have, you know, if you're listening right now, anything is possible. That thing that you, that is like, so deep inside of you and you can barely hear it, that thing is possible for you. That life is possible. You just have to be willing to let go of a little bit and also lean into a a major growth curve. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I do want to just add in here before we, we, we end this. Um, for me, thinking about my potential is awesome and I love it, but it also puts a lot of stress. So I just want to make the note to this is also speaking to myself speaking to you and speaking to the audience that you still can nurture and love and value yourself as who you are now without any of the expectations of the future or of any of the product of the past because who you are now is still worthy and still valuable even if you haven't hacked into that intuition yet haven't hacked into that potential who you are now is exactly who you need to be. Mm, thank you. Because that's, that's so good. And it's so important is just understanding that and feeling that because we all, we all are worthy and, and have value just as we are. So it's yeah, exactly. a crucial. And again, I think this kind of, at least to me comes back to being able to hold space for both things, space for, infinite growth and infinite potential, but also space for being perfect just the way you are 
And yeah. I know how difficult that is. And I know that for some people that's like, that's impossible. <laughs> like I literally can't <laughs> hold those two things at the same time. But just again, to, to kind of come back to the black and white thing, sitting in the gray area, ebbing and flowing, and just knowing that you don't have to be, things don't have to just be black or white. Yes, exactly. So I've got just a quick little segment here to finish off. I know you listened to a podcast already. so you, I did. I tried to prep myself as much as I could, but yes, I'm not. You're a smart whoopee. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the end here, just a, a quick, quick three questions. I call it the visionary hat trick. Um, the idea is that we are all visionaries. It's something that I, I truly believe. And this exactly aligns perfectly with um, the kind of like, I don't use that word throughout much of my messaging because I think Mm -hmm. that immediately puts a lot of pressure on, right? Like, Oh shit, I'm a visionary. Like what the, like what am I supposed (laughs) to do? Um, But I I do believe that. So these are just a couple questions that quickly kind of uh, speaking around that uh, just quick answers from you. And uh, yeah, if you don't have any answers, that's totally fine. I usually have a lot of words for things. (laughs) I'm sure I will. All right. The first one is, Share one belief that you have that sounds wild or you worry about being judged for. And we got relatively woo-woo on here. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah, there's like, I feel like everything I did say (laughs) can be judged and um, ridiculed or criticized. Um, I actually didn't prepare for these questions. So that makes you feel better. (laughs) Oh, okay, good. (laughs) For for questions, but not the exact same ones. Um, But... I don't know. I've always been a little bit more of the liberal person. Um, And I think that a belief that I should have or that I have that I could be criticized for is that I, we've talked about this, but this is a big one. I think that without consciousness, we are not the humans that we could be. And we have to get in touch with that spirituality in order to be able to live to this potential. And if we live with our eyes closed, we are not truly living. And it's, there's so much potential when you finally decide to open your eyes, when you finally decide that you can hold and you are holding so much more than you let yourself believe. Mm. So good. So for you, when you realize your personal vision, what does that look like and what impact will it have? When I realize my personal vision. So my personal vision has changed a lot. Um, It's had the same focus, but it's changed in the way that I am expressing it and the way that I am teaching it. And it's come from wanting to do social work, wanting to work with kids, to wanting to do nannying, to wanting to do kids yoga, to wanting to do coaching with entrepreneur mothers. And I realized that all of these things that I was doing, it came back to the core that I wanted to lead people into a higher consciousness and to be able to get past their thoughts and their emotions and get deeper into their truth and deeper into their true selves. And 
embracing that vision sucked and I didn't think that I was worthy enough or smart enough or capable enough to do it. And it took me a couple years to even get to this point. So it was honestly, it was hard and it was confusing. But now that I've accepted it, because this is something that I've known all along, I just hadn't listened to it. Now that I've, I'm listening and I'm accepting it, accepting that I'm going to sound weird and woo-woo to people, <laughs> it comes so naturally and so easily and so light. And I am just so grateful that I've actually let myself listen to this intuition. It's beautiful. It, it really is. It just goes back to what we talked about, about the process and understanding that every little step of the way is building towards you know, it's always preparing you for the next step. Exactly. Finally, what is your hope for humanity? My hope for humanity is that we can reach one full and whole consciousness so that it is not a battle of hierarchy and class and wealth and and stability. We can all come to this consciousness that I think we all internally have that we can all get to with the right direction, which is why I'm on this journey, which is why a lot of healers and coaches and leaders are on this journey so that we can bring more people together so that we can have this foundation of, of higher love and of greater love that everyone is already looking for uh, in relationships or in parents or siblings. We're already looking for that love and we can, just decide to give it. Uh, so I guess my, what I want for humanity is a well-rounded love, mm. which is, sounds really cliche and like, <laughs> so, so hippie of you, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's so true. And I love, and this is why, you know, uh, to kind of like throw it in at the very end here, this is why I was excited to have you on. Like when we, initially met I immediately resonated with what you were saying in terms of like what you just said there was basically what I felt and understood from you right away it was like this is the this is kind of your vision this is the hope for you and you're doing your best to be your part mm-hmm. in that whole I'm so glad you saw that. I'm so glad like my, my posts and my contents are actually reflecting my, my mission. So thank you. You're very welcome. Sierra, so awesome to have you on today. Where can the people find you and learn more about you, your journey and what you do? The best place to find me is Instagram. So I just changed my handle and it's at Sierra, C-I-E-R-R-A, D-A-E. That is my middle name, <laughs> not another hippie <laughs> connotation. Um, and then I also have my website, Present Days, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-D-A-E-S.com. Awesome. And I will link that stuff in the show notes below so people can go and visit. If you enjoyed this, which I hope you did, go check that stuff out. Sierra, so much fun. Thanks for coming on. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. Hey yo, thanks so much for listening. I truly hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that all the relevant links can be found in the show notes below, as well as that of our free Facebook community. 
where all the cool kids are at, just being ourselves, sharing our gifts, and supporting the hell out of one another. So come on in, introduce yourself, and join the party. See you in there.